Apple's new MacBook Pro is here in the Macworld offices. So we're going to talk about it and its M1 Pro processor, its display, the notch, and more on this episode of the Macworld Podcast. Before we get on with the show, we have a word from our sponsor, Declutter. Ready to buy a new iPhone 13? You can save some money on that new iPhone by trading in your old phone for cash with Declutter. Declutter is the fast, easy, and totally free way to sell mobile phones, iPads, MacBooks, Apple Watches, and much more. Declutter pays up to 33% more than carriers, locks your valuation in for 28 days, and pays you quickly by PayPal or direct deposit. Visit Macworld.com slash trade in and use the code Macworld10, that's Macworld10, to get 10% extra for your trade in. That's Macworld.com slash trade in and use the code Macworld10 for an extra 10% with Declutter. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola here with Jason Cross. Hello. And Michael Simon. Hello, sir. The MacBook Pro has landed. We got one in. We got a 14-inch you, you M1 got Pro one model. In. We <laughs> yeah. haven't seen anything. Yes. You're, you're yeah. keeping it all for yourself. So just to let the audience know, we actually had the, lap, the laptop in for the last podcast. So I had to talk like I didn't have it because I was under embargo. Just yeah, a we had to behind not the say anything. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you got a nice, a nice chunk of time to to test it. That wasn't like the day before, and and we just rushed through it. Roman got yeah. got a got about a week to really yeah. kind of dive into it and spend a nice nice bit of time with it. Had about had it for about a week. My um, review posted on Monday, along with a bunch of other reviews from other publications. The embargo lifted on Monday, uh, and you can buy one now and. How long is the uh, ship date? The uh, ship dates, forget it. Um, you might be able to find it at your local app store, uh, app store, your local Apple store. Um, some, you know, they so they went on sale Tuesday, October 26th at um, whenever your store opens, 8, 9, 10 a.m. There was stock based on the website, but mm-hmm. um, they're gradually selling out. And online, it's like late November. Some of them are almost like 2022 by this point, some of the configurations. So, they're, yeah. they're seriously back. Back. It depends on what your build to order right. needs are yeah. and stuff. But um, even the your, standard configs are are at least like mid to late November. So if which is at this point, what three weeks? Yeah, it's not crazy, but yeah, it yeah, does right. mean if you're thinking about this before the holidays, then right. you better get on <laughs> get on it. You better get on it. Don't uh, hesitate. You need to plan appropriately or make some uh, conti- contingency plans if yeah and should they roman time. should they is is this the finally the time to jump back in and i think it is if you have been waiting if you've been using a macbook pro that's i don't know even two years old which isn't that old so like like the, like the 2016 uh, 2016 the 16 from 2019 i can't i can't talk today apparently <laughs> <laughs> But like the the uh, so they came out with the 16 inch and never updated it until now. Yes. So if you bought that Intel, in 2019, the all Intel of the one. Intel MacBook Pros are a little old. Even the ones, yeah. Even the right. most recent update kind of had an old chip in it, right? <laughs> so yeah. it's not. If you have any Intel MacBook Pro, it might be worth. And you're yes. the kind of person who does work on these things. You're you're yes. the person, the intended audience. Then 
this sounds like this might be worth your upgrade. Assuming we're probably looking at, based on the M1s, uh, 18 month cadence, I would assume for these for 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 Max going forward. So you you're you know if you wait, it's going to be a, a long a long ish wait. I you know? I am not thinking that that's necessarily true. I okay. be, now that they're um, doing their own silicon thing, I think, and they're all kind of based on each other. Like the the blocks that they build yep, yep. are, are kind right. of all architectures are all micro architecturally similar. Uh, my guess is that we're going to see fewer models and configurations, which we already have. Like you know, there's not a seven different Intel processors to go in there and then three different AMD GPUs and stuff. And I just think that the whole thing is going to get updated every year. So you think every Mac will get uh, a new processor annually? Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. They won't be there by, by necessarily by 2022. Mm-hmm. But I think that's like going forward, like everything, like iPhone, iPad, like everything's going to get like the A16, the M3, the M3 Pro, M3 yep. Max. Like yeah, we'll just, see. I mean, right now the yeah. iPhone is really the only thing that's on that cadence. The iPad iPads kind of well, not really. It's not annual. They do get the chip at some point. It's just not. It's not like the iPhone. It's clockwork. September. Yeah. Maybe October if it's delayed. The iPad sometimes it's twelve months. Sometimes it's eighteen months. Sometimes it's two years. Sometimes in the case of the Mini, it's like four years. Like they, you know, it's it's whenever yeah. they feel like it. New the Minis get new because yeah. they just don't change the product. But things like the Pro that gets an update every year, it gets an update every year. Well, you maybe know? sometimes it's it's longer. And like the Air didn't get an update this year. They got they got one last year, and now it still has the A14, and they didn't get the 15 yet. Yeah, you know? yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Apple's weird with that, with with not iPhones. <laughs> like it's just they, they. Yeah, we'll see. I would. I. I hope you're right because I think it makes sense as a from a purchasing standpoint and from a uh from you know all that stuff that you need to make that that buying purchase. Yeah. If you know when they're coming out, it makes sense. And the the in the past the Intel Max generally got updated every year. Generally, often yeah. with just it wasn't even announced you just go to the configurator and there'd just right. be like an, a slightly new intel mm-hmm. chip in there and there, there was no other changes so they didn't they never announced it they never got on stage and talk about it or anything right. like that so right and, and it the was speed the, increase would be like 15 10 yeah that's what i was saying like it wasn't, it maybe, wasn't like yeah. oh man i can't yeah. miss that on that like it was you know okay fine it's a little bit faster maybe yeah. uh, a better different storage option or something but it wasn't like categorically different mm-hmm. these the m1 pro well i mean roman will talk about this in a second but the m1 pro versus the m1 it doesn't sound like much in the name but it is a big big change yeah now we got we to for what is worth we got the pro yeah. and the full the full fat version of the pro the 10, 10 CPU cores and yep. sixteen GPU cores so it's not and a little extra RAM thirty two instead of sixteen and we got the thirty two RAM yeah. yeah it's so not it's a it's a, it's a it's a good machine and probably the one that most people would get you know the max is is really for higher end graphics stuff. That entry level fourteen is, you know, really for like, like I don't have anything more than two thousand dollars to spend, and I have to get a MacBook Pro. Yeah. This model, the twenty four hundred, and if you want to get that extra RAM, a couple hundred dollars more, I think is the one that most people will gravitate towards. Uh, in terms of 
performance, what I saw, I basically saw what Apple kind of touted in terms of just like general using Geekbench. Yeah. Apple said 70% faster than the M1 for the, the Pro versus the M1, mm-hmm. I believe that's that what they said. 70, and yeah, yeah I got 70, Yeah, and I got 65% mm-hmm. with using Geekbench. So that's basically the same thing. Yep. Yeah, on multi-core. Uh, not surprisingly, single-core performance was basically the same, which makes sense because it's the same core. It's yeah. the same yeah. core. Yeah. And what wh- what's interesting about that is like, so if you're not a pro, so to speak, the M1 day-to-day right. use is basically going to be the, the same, unless you're using applications that take advantage of those multiple cores, yeah. things like you know right. Safari and Mail and the things that you know, the normal well, stuff. Yeah, I wouldn't. I It'll wouldn't be say better. Safari. You'd be surprised how much web stuff now is is multi-core. actually multi-threaded. Uh, okay. Just because JavaScript is so everywhere, mm-hmm. every page is a dynamic page and does dynamic loading. Uh, you, you'd be surprised opening up your activity monitor and watching <laughs> the course go with with some web activities. But yeah, to to your point, there's uh, if what you do with a Mac is you edit your photos in the photos app and you browse online and you do your email and stuff like that. You're, you're really spending more money for not yeah, uh, from the right. processor perspective for stuff yeah. you don't need. Yeah. This really emphasizes the fact that these are pro machines. You know, yeah. More so I think than P. before. Yeah. Yes. You know, and that also goes to, you know, with, with the graphics performance, the graphics performance, on the MacBook M1 Pro, I know I'm going to screw that up. <laughs> but the M1 Pro is just it's it's much better than the M1, which you know because it has double at least at, at this baseline it has double the graphics uh, cores. Yeah. So you're going to see a much much more improvement. Uh, on and three times the bandwidth, which is interesting. Yeah, yeah. So like with metal performance, I saw a 69 percent improvement. Hmm. with this particular computer so over the m1 and that's not even to speak of the max so that's that's impressive yeah then you could you could probably roughly double that from the max from what i've seen from other reviews it's it is pretty much double the the gpu performance cpu performance is the same i have a question since uh you know we've talked all about the benchmarks and stuff in the past um but as an experiential thing, I'm curious about the fan noise. They have a new cooling system. It's supposed to be, you know, the fans don't even turn on most of the time. If you run a, if you run a really heavy load, they'll turn on. I was curious how it sounds, and especially compared to the M1 MacBook Pros with the that 13 inch M1 MacBook Pro, which I know you've also used. Yeah, you could make that fan go if you tried. Like if you ran, right. you, typically if you just let ran a benchmark for like 30 minutes, you'd, you'd get that fan going. So how does it compare and how does the sound compare? I had a hard time getting the fans going and it, that's probably just the nature of the benchmarks that I was using. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if, if I were running, you know, Xcode or something like that, I could probably get it going. But in order to get the fans going, I had to do some unnatural things. <laughs> I had to run different process, you know, different processes and different apps, things that nobody would really do. Do you okay. know what I mean? Like I would run Final Cut Pro and do something, and then I would run Xcode and do something. And people aren't going to do that. 
Right. People, you know, that's not normal. Normal use use case. Yeah, you might browse the web while you're waiting for your encode to go, but you're not gonna right. compile your. <laughs> I'm gonna compile my app and and the video yeah. that demonstrates my app. No, nobody does that. I mean, so. I guess you could. You can. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet it ran actually well, but yeah, and it did run well. And but the fan noise wasn't. I had a hard time discerning it between maybe it was even a little quieter than the M1 mm-hmm. because of the way that because the body is, is is built differently. It wasn't something that stood out to me. It, okay. it, it wasn't it wasn't remarkable to me the, the fan noise. So, uh, and, and like I said, I had a hard time trying to get the fan going. But you know, I mean, that's good. It's uh, Apple's put a premium on making their laptops quiet for some time. And only in the last, I would say, year or two of the Intel MacBook Pros, you got to that point where they would really get hot and they would yeah. really run loud. And you would say, but this is this is not the MacBook experience I'm used to. No, but yeah. it is. I did find it quieter and cooler than the 15-inch MacBook Pro that I use on a daily yeah. basis. I don't have a 16-inch. But I have a 15-inch laptop that it's basically my work laptop from the company. And it's a lot quieter and cooler than that laptop. And hey, yeah. if if you're saying, look, the fans just don't even spin up when I'm just doing my day-to-day, you know, on, on the web, <laughs> read my email, stuff like that, then that's you know great for most people. Most people yeah. are those heavy workloads tend to come sporadically. Like you do a lot, you're in Final Cut, you're sitting there messing around with your edit forever. And then you do your export. And then that's everything is, uh, everything goes up for 10 minutes while you <laughs> yes. export yourself. So yeah, I've been using a 13 inch pro for a while and I keep everything open. And I'm always, I always have Photoshop and you know, all the stuff that I wear. I've literally never heard the fan go on. Mm-hmm. I've, I've had issues. Yeah. You know, I have issues with RAM. I've I've had system lockups and restarts and all that stuff. But it, the CPU itself is I think, always. I think a hundred percent of those problems have to do with all of our work stuff, yes. work <laughs> software. Yeah. And, uh, well hey, the, that's we're not ready to segue into Monterey yet, but it's out. You should just wipe your notebook. Yeah, and I'm gonna over. have to do that. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I've literally I've never heard the fan go on. It's funny. My my wife has a has a Dell for work. And yeah. she'll just she'll be sitting next to me and doing like sending an email and I'll hear like like, oh, like, yeah. like, like, like a jet plane. <laughs> like, what are you XPS doing over or there? something? Yeah. <laughs> I've been using the M1 MacBook Air so much, and I've just gotten so used to yeah. not even having a fan. Yeah. <laughs> like it just, yeah. just doesn't, it's not in there. It just okay. <laughs> we um we haven't seen the teardowns of the pros yet. I'm sure I fix it, I'll have it by next week, but the, the the rumor or based on people analyzing the weight and the specs and stuff that I think the 14 inch and the 16 inch have different cooling modules where the 16 inch mm. might have two fans and the 14 is one. Yeah. I, so I the fact that you couldn't get that to turn on is even more impressive because there's the 16 inch is even better cooled. Yeah. And, and bigger, there's just more room and for bigger. to spread right. out and stuff, right. which right. is the thing that happens. Uh, speaking of sort of what's in the chassis, uh, the other experiential thing I really wanted to get from you is how do the speakers sound? Like Apple's been lately mm-hmm. way ahead of every other laptop in terms of making the speaker sound good. And then they yeah. they made such a big deal about how now these the, the new pros sound even better, more speakers and all that other stuff. 
it, it, it's it's an impressive sounding machine. Now I hesitate to put that in my re, put the uh, my evaluation of the speakers in the reviews because I don't really have anything to compare it to. That makes sense. Yeah, I don't I don't have like a good setup somewhere, and it feels weird to compare it to this 15 inch MacBook Pro that I used that for for work. I mean that's valid, but yeah, that's and people are yeah. wondering. Yeah. Yeah, but the base, the base is, the subwoofers work really well. It's a little Mm -hmm. more impressive than before. Um, Sometimes I find, maybe this is because of my own particular ears, sometimes I find the audio a little intimidating, if that makes sense. Uh, What do you mean? What what are you (laughs) watching? (laughs) I guess because it's, it's so, it sounds good and clear and I don't. I don't know how to. Exp- it's not a like good you way feel to like oh, I better turn this down. Is that like your? Sometimes, yeah. I feel <laughs> okay. like it's, it feels a little overwhelming sometimes. Oh, that's a, that's uh, a good problem to have. Yeah, yeah. That's that's. I mean, out of a out of a laptop chassis, that's that's a good problem to have. I mean, yeah. Uh, I don't know how many Windows <laughs> laptops you've ever used. You should you should go down to Best Buy one of these days and just start playing some audio on Windows laptops. It can be bad. Yeah, so it's it's a very good sound system, and I didn't notice like it affecting the chassis at all. Like if I would have the audio on, I yeah. wouldn't, you know, like I don't feel any uh, vibration or anything like that. Or I didn't notice it. I tend to use headphones all the time, so I'm not not fully taking advantage of the sound system of, yeah. of that particular of the laptop of any laptop actually. So, and I don't have high impedance headphones, so I couldn't try out that the. the uh, new headphone jack which has to drive them better yeah 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 neither do i anymore my grado headphones have long since disintegrated the other thing that we we're just not the kind of experts that really should dive too much into this is the microphone quality they talked more about how they've had a three microphone array for a little while now and in the m1 and they talked about how this one's got a lower noise floor and better sensitivity and it's that's the kind of it's kind of finicky thing that you really, you really need to know what you're talking about and have the right equipment and room right. and space to test that sort of thing. Yeah. And I yeah, haven't seen I, anybody do it yet, but I'm, I'm curious to get a good comparison of the new versus old mics. But yeah, it'd be interesting. You know, we used to have a studio here, an audio studio here that would be a perfect place to, uh, but now it's a storage room <laughs> <laughs> where we used to do the podcast. Uh, and it was, it had, uh, some, uh, yeah, a good sound deadening and all that stuff. Yes. But I'm not, yeah, I'm not set up to, it would be nice to, to try that out. Um, yeah. Cause that's, that's the sort of thing where like in a, Apple really makes these things for creative professionals, like right. more than anything else. Coders a bit, but a lot creative professionals. And if you're the kind of person who's like, whoop, I gotta just like quickly, uh, redub this one little section this one little sentence or something got screwed up, corrupted. I got to re-record it, whatever. You know, there's, there's a lot of in a pinch. I need to do this audio things. And it'd be nice if you didn't have to go find or dig out your microphone or be like, I'm in this hotel room. I can't do this because the, the mics are back at the studio or just being able to make a recording that's worthwhile. <laughs> one of the major features of the laptop is the display. It now has a mini LED display. It supports ProMotion, 120, I almost said megahertz. I did say megahertz, 120 (laughs) hertz refresh rate. 
it's and the brightness is a lot higher than previous laptops. Is it or HDR? Six, for HDR yes. stuff, yeah. So its maximum brightness is sixteen hundred nits, and then at, for HDR stuff, it's a thousand. That's a change from five hundred nits on the previous laptops. Uh, I think is the MacBook Air even lower than five hundred nits? I think it's four hundred. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's the the new pros. They for for regular SDR stuff, they still max out at five hundred. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which yeah. you'd you'd burn your eyeballs out. <laughs> Five hundred is too much. <laughs> it's it's pretty bright. When you use yeah. a laptop outdoors, you kind of wish it went to sure. eight hundred or something like that. So right. it'd be nice, but certain times, uh, just just by means of comparison, like I'll, I think a lot of people who are into Macs don't necessarily follow what's going on in the PC world, where there's you know HDR displays are all over the place in terms of both desktop and laptop, even on desktop displays, a sustained a thousand nits HDR display is rare and expensive. Like that is not something you find a lot of. So for them to, to have it in these, these notebooks plus, and, and when you do find it, they're like just 60 Hertz displays. Right. And this is to have that right. and dynamic refresh rate up to 120. And essentially 4K, I mean, Apple does these weird, weird resolutions, but it's roughly a 4K monitor. It's the, the 16's more than 4K and the 14's a little less, but yeah, they're, they're taking all the boxes. Uh, we were talking in our company Slack yesterday and the PC world folks, they don't get jealous about a lot of Mac stuff, but they were really <laughs> jealous about that display. <laughs> they're, they're like, I really wish that a decent PC laptop had a display like this because that display is hot. Yeah, it's 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 a nice uh, nice is just a, as an understatement. It's 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 a really good looking display. I mean, there's really nowhere it's, else it can go. Like, and that's the thing, yeah, yeah. for a while. Yeah, yeah. Until it goes what like 4K or 8K or something. Uh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. it is what it, it's. I it's, mean, it essentially is 4K. There's yeah, essentially there's, essentially they're, yeah, they're right. so cl- they're so close. It's like they're not going to change. Yeah, yeah. They'll they, yeah. they can bump up the resolution to. You know, from what is it, two hundred fifty something pixels per inch to three hundred or something, but it's that's not going to get you much. But yeah, this is where it needs to be. It's high refresh rate, dynamic refresh rate. The next steps really is just to keep making it more energy efficient. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of like in twenty twelve when they came out with the Retina display, Mm -hmm. and at the time it was like you know this is amazing and what it so it took almost ten years to get a better one, and it's probably it's probably what we're at. Yeah, now Apple will do something better than this. Yeah, they did Retina and P3 Color, and then you're like, this display is great, right? And then you know, there's like incremental True Tone stuff, like little little things. But for the most part, this is it. This is what we're going to see, and it'll make its way to its other to the other laptops in in due time. I really hope this is on the next iMac. Yeah, because it's the the, as a as a creator, these are great when you edit certain kinds of photos and you're editing certain kinds of video, but for everyone, this makes a huge difference in watching content. Now that mm-hmm. so much streaming content is yeah. HDR and, and I resolution. And if you could just kick back in front of your iMac, which now have good speakers and everything else, like it, this would be like the ultimate dorm room yep, or right. bedroom computer or whatever. And you could just kick back and watch. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be su- surprised if those, 
like the rumored 27 30 inch iMac picks this up and then the next version of the 24 inch gets it in about yeah. 2023 yeah. maybe yeah that's yeah. i think apple is probably all in on this mini led backlight yeah. and the next uh, and and probably giving up on oled for everything other than and the like iPhone. apple watch and uh, right, iphone and it. apple watch where like yep. every little micron of thickness is a is a issue which they don't want the thickness of a backlight correct it's all about larger things yep our discussion will continue but first a word from our sponsor upgrade the smart way with declutter sell your mobile phone ipad apple watch or macbook today get a free quote for your old device ship it to them for free and get paid quickly visit macworld.com slash trade in and use the code macworld10 that's macworld10 to get 10 percent extra for your trade-in declutter it's smart for you, smart for the planet. Now back to the show. And my, I guess micro LED would be the next after yeah, this. Yeah, that's the next. And I, that's realistically, like I, I, it's, that's one of those technologies that's always like a year or two away. And it, it's always a year or two away. It's been a year or two away for a decade now. Yep. So before that gets both affordable and better quality and all that other stuff, that's, We'll see that first in Apple Watch because um, there'll probably be huge power savings for that. Mm -hmm. And and the cost, the fact that it's super expensive doesn't matter as much when your display is like a 1.3 inch display. Yeah. The um, Speaking of cost, the mini LED doesn't seem to be as cost prohibitive as I thought. Yeah. Apple charge, they charge a little more for the iPad Pro, the 12.9 inch, but it doesn't seem to have affected the pricing too much of the of the MacBook Pros, they're in line I mean, with. They're more expensive than they're. It's a, it's a price hike from before. It is, but, but it's also you're also getting. It's also a significant increase yeah. over that model, more than just the display. And see, if it's bigger. That was a 13 inch Pro. Now it's a 14 inch Pro. Sure. So yeah, it's a little more expensive, but, but even um, the 16s, when you look at the same SSD size and yeah. RAM and stuff like that, it's they're, a couple hundred bucks price hike. But you looked at the Pro Display XDR. And you thought, sure, <laughs> this is, I mean, this is spinning distance <laughs> to that protea. Yeah, for sure. The calibration is probably not as spot on and they probably don't give you as many options to fine tune how it's calibrated and stuff. But just in terms of like overall quality and features, yeah. for most people, this is pretty close in, in like a fraction of the price. Yeah, it would be nice if they came out with a, an affordable XDR display, a standalone display for MacBooks. Yes. Um, next year, there, maybe. There was a rumor about that, but then mm -hmm. it kind of followed it, it up. Got, and it got walked back. Yeah. It, yeah. They said it's it, what they're really talking about is the display panel for the next iMac, which is what we were all assuming. Yeah. That was Ross Young on Twitter, who was pretty spot on with display stuff. He has, he's real connected with that community. And yeah, it was like for like an hour. Everybody's like, oh my God, it's coming. And then it's like, no, 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 actually, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a display panel. It's, right. it's, it's not for a monitor. For the it's monitor. Right. For the iMac. But but it's 27 inches, which is weird because I would be surprised if Apple came out with a 27 inch M1 Pro iMac with the 24 inch. It doesn't seem like I would think 30 because you want to have some difference in size, a little more right. than three inches, but maybe not. Maybe that's enough. I don't you, know. That's that's pretty significant. I mean, I I I use a 27 iMac as my daily work machine. Mm -hmm. And it's a good size. The bezels aren't ridiculous, but with, with slimmer bezels, this would be a really good size for a lot of people. 
yeah, now that the now that the twenty one went up to twenty four, it'd be good if the twenty seven got a little bit bigger right. too. But I th- I think if you put them side by side, that would be a significant difference. And the other difference would be that one the the small one's always going to have the M one, and the big one's going to be that's a that's a good the, point. The Pro and Max options, and I bet the that I th- I bet the iMac Pro is dead. Yeah, like I, I don't think there'll ever be another iMac Pro. Yeah, there'll be a. I think the the bigger iMac will be pro like in the sense that the Mac it'll have the M1 Pro processor and all that stuff. But yeah, they probably won't. Call yeah, it. it'll have the M1 Pro and Max options. Right. But, um, the, Although the it, Mac- it would make sense if they called it that. If they got if it got the M1 Pro chip like the MacBook Pro, to call it the iMac Pro just to keep naming yeah. and just naming make it bigger. Bites. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that iMac be. Pro is always like a stopgap machine to getting where we're going to be getting. Right. Soon. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think they retired it because they didn't want to make it anymore. They retired it because it was just kind of superfluous. Not enough people were buying it and there was no reason to keep it around mm-hmm. now that they had yeah. the Mac Pro and all these M1s. So we'll see. I wouldn't be surprised to see it the <laughs> Mac Pro and I wouldn't be surprised to not see it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so the display is is the the business, but what about the notch? We yeah, talked talk about We talked yeah. last week about it, but now that you've used it for a week... What do you, how do you feel? There's this narrative out there that Apple keeps saying, well, the notch is there, but you still get the 1610 workable space. And that's, right. that's completely true because the notch is essentially extra screen, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you still get your 1610 workspace. So it doesn't infringe on the work area that you're used to. But then there's the aesthetics of it. But that's what it is. You, yeah. you, you can you can yeah. convince your brain that you can't convince your eyes that. <laughs> right, right. And for me, it was not a big deal. You know, maybe it's because I use the iPhone and I'm used to it. And maybe because I it, I just accepted the idea or the, the fact that the menu bar is across the, the notch and just got immediately used to it. And maybe it, because I just don't care about such nuances <laughs> as well. <laughs> You know, but some people do, uh, some people do, and some people are not going to like the notch, even though it doesn't do anything functionally to inhibit you. Mm-hmm. Right. Some people will just not like the way it looks. And you don't like it. After they announced it, I kind of was cognizant of where it would be. And it, like my eyes don't really go up there all that often. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and there was a uh, we didn't know this but there's when you look at the get info on an app or something there's a checkbox you can do to say avoid that area right and then it yeah. puts the menu yes. bar for that app below the notch area or full screen yeah apps. yeah but that's yeah, only if you're in full screen so you have to be in full right. screen to activate that which is you know a lot which of you wouldn't that, I mean so. you wouldn't need it otherwise yeah yeah uh, and you know there's. I know there's at least one utility that came out there that you can use to. I, one of the things that people don't like is the, I guess, the menu bar can take on the color, take take on different colors. So maybe that makes it stand out a little more because the notch yeah. is black. Right. And so maybe people won't like that aesthetic. So there, are, there's a utility that's out now. I forgot the name of it. That uh, essentially it's like Notch makes Ninja or something clever like that. <laughs> It is. Yeah. I can't get something. I'm yeah, surprised. Make Apple the notch things. always black, and then it kind of just disappears. You see your menu items up there, but it just disappears into the, the yeah. notch. Just disappears right. into the area. And I'm surprised Apple didn't um, 
have a checkbox in system preferences to do that to keep it black uh yeah but on the other hand if they're now after so much with the iphone and stuff i i really feel like they that's kind of admitting that their narrative of it being extra space is false like like that if you have to hide it or give people the option to hide it that kind of admits that like it doesn't look good and they don't want to it doesn't look good Anyway, free yeah. utility. Go hide your notch. It's fine. <laughs> it really bothers you. you you'll yeah. still notice it when the menu wraps around, which is funky and weird and probably won't happen that often, but it will happen occasionally. And, and it looks, it's jarring and, and weird and ugly. Um, Apple has told developers like to keep their menu titles short and stuff like that. And I'm sure that'll be fixed for the apps that have it. But it's, uh, Roman had it in his review. He bumped up the resolution just to, just to force it. Right. And it's weird because it jumps like three inches to the other side of the notch. <laughs> yeah. They all of a sudden that help menu just like goes right. way over there. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't appear to happen in reverse where the menu bar, um, so menu bar icons just disappear, but the, the you right. can't right. disappear a menu. Like you need that stuff. So it just goes to the other side. And if you have like a an app with an abnormal amount of menus or long titles or something, it will look very strange when you're using it. If people are wondering how big the notch is, the notch is it can take up about the same amount of room as two menu items. Right. So like yeah. say view and edit, it'll take mm-hmm. up and maybe even half of another one. Yeah. It looks like it's about, it's about like big. two inches or so. Give I didn't take. measure it. I should have didn't measured it. It's, I think yeah. it's the same. It looks like it's exactly the same on the 16 and the 14. Like it's like it's, it's like the iPhone where it doesn't the, the matter how big the screen is, it notched is the same size. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That so looks it, that it looks smaller on the 16 because it's a bigger screen, but it's the same size. My question is the same question I had last week is like, why is it so big? <laughs> and I we we yeah. talked about this because it's yeah. probably a, a placeholder for face ID. Yeah, it's so that they like like you said, this uh this display is great and going to be with us for a long time. And now they don't have to make a different display when they have to resize the notch, right? This display right. panel, they're just going to make, manufacture a gajillion of them and they're going to be with us for the next five years. And, you know, the, the, when they put more or different stuff up there, more array mics or face ID or different webcam or something, they've got room to do it. Right. Yeah. yeah I'm interested to see the teardown of what exactly is in there with this. I'm sure there's sensors and stuff up there too. Like, I'm curious to see. Oh, I bet there's nothing. Just that camera. <laughs> just, just the camera. <laughs> just the web camera. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, you can all, you can look. If anything needs to see out, you can see it. And anything, if anything's on mic, it needs to have a hole, right? It yep, needs to have true. through the glass yep. and stuff. So I think we'd see it if there was something else in there. Yeah, what is in there is a 1080p FaceTime camera. Camera, essentially the same camera that's in the iMac, the 24-inch iMac, which is, I think, a little. Dis- I think it's very disappointing that they didn't put a better camera in there, yeah. especially for the money that you pay for this machine. And and because right. we know they have one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's like the most can, frustrating thing. Yeah, either either give us the the iPad one that's a wide-angle 12 megapixel that yes. they they do the auto panning, which they call center stage, you know, thing. Either do that or do Face ID. Either, Either way, way. Either way. Those would be good things <laughs> that yeah, we want on the back. Like the 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 wide the ultra wide camera. Yeah. It's on the $329 iPad. So it is not an expensive part. Right. But 
they just don't they will not bring it to the mac until they they feel like it <laughs> just they refuse i i honestly wonder if there's a thickness problem that they need to engineer a thinner right that good cameras like the the camera modules too thick the face id modules too thick cuz they made the lid really thin right roman it's like yeah they did much thinner than before uh i don't know if it's much thinner it feels a little thinner but um hmm. I, but yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing. It, 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 there might be maybe that, maybe that high-end cam, camera and sensors just a tad bit too thick for the lid. So, okay, so uh, give us a, give us a camera bump on the MacBook Pro. We can. Really <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna or, do a notch, do a bump. <laughs> I mean, no excuses on the iMac. But right. yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, if that new bigger sized iMac still has this 1080p camera then some, something else is up there <laughs> well i mean we got we had the 720p one for so long <laughs> yeah it's almost like a running joke inside apple at this point um, i should point out uh as much as we complain about this because we want it to be better and we want them to take the leadership position in this and we all telecommute now and want better quality yeah i should I also use... point out that like it's not a bad webcam and right. if you look at the webcam on kind of any other notebook, they're they're pretty crap. There's plenty of like 1080p webcams, and but they're garbage. They look bad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like everybody's like, oh, XPS, they didn't even have a notch. They put it in the thing and they got a 1080p. Have you seen the <laughs> output from that webcam? It is not good. <laughs> like yeah. so, yeah, it it quality-wise, they're not doing a bad job relative to other laptops. It's just relative to what we know it can be. That's it. That's right. kind of disappointing. And then we have uh the absence of a touch bar on the MacBook Pro. Yeah. The touch bar is now gone. The much loved touch bar by uh MacWorld <laughs> readers. <laughs> I can't say I missed it. I can't say I noticed it was gone because I never paid attention to it in the yeah. first place. That's the main thing is that you won't, if you, unless you were a real diehard user of it, you, it's just, it's just not there anymore. Like you won't yeah, even no. notice it after a couple hours or less. I still wish they would have done something different with that row rather than just giving us back what we lost five years ago. But it's, I mean, most people will just move on and it'll be fine. Yeah. It's, it's what you get on a, desktop Mac now it's just full right. full size function keys they're not even the half height function keys and that's right. I mean it's, it's just easy I use all the time I use that row for my brightness and my volume yeah and I what never, you could have done on buttons. the on the touch bar but it didn't have that tactical it, feel to it yeah I always I didn't know where it was and it, it changed right it, it would <laughs> sometimes not be there if I was right. in an app of right. my brightness was gone and or whatever you know so yeah it's just easy to have those things it there is. Some, sometimes you don't need to reinvent the wheel. <laughs> sometimes old things are fine. Yeah. And what I mean, what's funny about the touch bar is that uh, we've talked about this before, is that it, it's always seemed to be more of a MacBook Air feature rather than a MacBook Pro feature. And I think it would have been real successful on Apple's consumer laptops, except they, they, put it, they gave it to pros who want that. Most well, pros, people who... The, they they don't the look money at the keyboard when they... Yeah, right. yeah, well, okay. Like fine, it's like sure. it yeah. probably it costs is, more hundred dollars. Maybe, maybe it does. Maybe it's an OLED strip, and it, and it, uh, especially in the early days before they started having their own Apple Silicon, it basically had an Apple Watch. It basically was an Apple Watch, yeah. like unraveled into your, 
your MacBook. So it's, it probably costs them they, at maybe. least a hundred dollars to, and you know, the the bomb cost it. It could be, and maybe maybe that's where the the cost of the mini LED display goes now. Yeah, could be. You know, right. it doesn't look like it costs much. Maybe it does. So yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it is a cost thing. But it and just that's why it's always, not in the air. It was always for me like just a strange thing because the people who you're selling it to don't look down at their keyboard when they type. Right. Like they they know their computers in a different way, in a more personal way than than the people you're yeah. selling. Yeah. They're the with. shortcuts users. They're yeah. the people who like right. they've got Premiere open and they know and use regularly like an, an encyclopedia of 80 different shortcuts that are floating yeah. around in their brain. And Apple script and automator and things like that. Right. Like the, you know, their keyboard is like the their mouse essentially. Yeah. And yeah. then you're adding this strip that is just messing with them. <laughs> it's messing with your muscle memory. It's messing with all of the things that you've created over years. And you know, it just never seemed to fit that that yeah. that crowd. Literally the only thing I ever liked it for was when you're watching a video, it's a scrub bar for the video. So yeah, if you cool. had a full screen right. video. You didn't need to like pop up an overlay to scrub a scrub bar. You can full screen video scrub. Like that's that's literally everything else I ever used it for. I I looked down and I hunted around and said, I just wish I had keys. For yeah, well, like volume <laughs> and brightness are the big ones. Um, right. The the most hilarious touch bar use case is the little tabs they show you for your Safari browser. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> right. Like even if I was looking at the keyboard, like how the heck am I supposed to see what this little tiny postage stamp right. has and, inside it? And it's also kind of duplicated onto my screen. Like that, yeah, the, right. my tabs yeah, are right. there too. Right. Of course, where I'm yeah, looking. Right. right. So very silly. Yeah. Very silly. Uh, a couple of things like the 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 predictive text stuff that was fine. Yeah, especially for you know, save and stuff. Yeah, that that right. The emoji bar was cool. So you know there were uses for it, but again. MacBook Air uses, not MacBook Pro uses. Right. True. Yeah. Uh, we talked about the ports the last uh, podcast. You get yep. three Thunderbolt USB ports. Uh, there's an HDMI port that some people might be going, why HDMI? But I, I think that's more no, for people who are important. often doing presentations and stuff. Yeah, that's your yeah. in a pinch. Yeah. You got to plug it into a TV or a projector in a yeah. in a meeting room. That's what you. I mean, I can't tell you when we were when we were all in the office all the time. I cannot tell you how many times <laughs> we had we were hunting down the dongle. Yeah, to <laughs> plug something into a TV because we had to show yeah. something because I have. I have a, a dock on my MacBook Pro and I have an HDMI cable hooked up to my external monitor because I don't want to use one of the two ports for mm-hmm. um, for DisplayPort. Yeah. So yeah, HDMI is useful. And then there's the SDXC uh, card slot. Yep. And, also useful. Uh, I use that adapter multiple times a week. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's a great one. And then there's also uh, there's the MagSafe power yes. adapter, which I'm glad to have back. I've already tripped over the cable. It's <laughs> <laughs> called and testing, it's, Roman. Yeah, yes, yeah. That's, <laughs> yes. That's a, is the uh, is the is it the same basically as before? Magnet strong enough to hold on. It's basically the same as before. Yeah. The nice thing is that the cable is actually a braided cable, oh, mm. nice. so it's a little more durable than before than the other cable mm-hmm. that Apple puts out. Just they did that with the IMAX power cable yes. too. I think it makes a lot of sense yeah. with these power cables, especially. I'd like to yeah. see that with more power cables. Yeah. 
So that's a nice touch. And uh, the new, uh, oh God, why can't I remember the name of it? The new uh, mode where you can charge from zero to 50 in 30 minutes. Fast charge, Grumman? Fast, fast charging. Fast charging. Yeah. <laughs> the, the cleverly named to, fast charge. I don't, I was thinking, I was thinking it was too, I, I was trying to call back a more clever name to just fast yeah. charging, but it is just fast charging. Uh, and that, and that worked with both yeah. USB and MagSafe, but you have to have just to let, Listeners know you have to have the appropriate power adapter. Yeah, 96 watt. You have to have the 96 watt one. Which Roman's uh, model comes with, but the cheaper one doesn't. We've talked about how ridiculous that was last week. That comes with a 67 (laughs) watt power adapter, and you'll need to buy for $20 extra at time of purchase or whatever it is, $50 or $70 after purchase, uh, a 96 watt power adapter. On the 16 inch, it only works with MagSafe fast charge because of the power handling. Of the machine, of the watch. Yeah, it's just the, the, the limit of the USB-C yeah. power port that they use. Um, yeah, I, any USB-C uh, power adapter that supports the USB-C power delivery, you can use. You'll get the fast charge with any. Yes. You buy a 100-watt USB-C power delivery power adapter from any brand, and you'll get fast charge. Like, you're good. Yes. That's a good point to make. That's not just a... Apple product thing, right? A third uh, a charger that meets the specifications, and that's a over, over not overlooked, but uh, uh, somewhat unsung feature of these. Like fast charge for a laptop is a is a big deal. It's nice. Although the battery life is so good, I don't know how many <laughs> how often <laughs> you'll be using that fast charge. Also, a good point. So, yeah, it, you know that's one of those things that I think travelers really appreciate. Because when you yeah. it's it's when you've got thirty minutes before they're boarding your plane and you want to yeah get yeah. as much as you can. Um, my question, Roman, is if you have like let's say you've you've had the thirteen inch Pro, mm-hmm. like what would you recommend? He, like is this like a huge gigantic step up that that you don't necessarily need from like, like talking about the M one? So like, is, you, are they in a different class? Is I guess my question. They are. So the M one. MacBook Pro and the M1 Pro MacBook Pro are they're different classes of machines. If you are using, if you're doing processor intensive work, you're going to benefit by moving over to the Pro. Uh, if you're just a regular user, like I think most of us out here, and you know maybe we're, our creative work is doing more like iMovie or GarageBand that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. You're, you're probably you're you're fine with the M1, but if you're using higher end apps, you know, spend that money on that on the M1 Pro laptop. You'll get yeah. that. You'll make your money back quickly. Yeah, yeah. You're Plus the, the display and the charging and yeah. The the regular the 13 inch M1 MacBook Pro start is now started to be squeezed out and look more like an odd man out because it is yeah. essentially the MacBook yeah. Air, the Air with, with a touch a, bar. With you with a touch bar and a bigger battery, and and a significant price increase over the air at the same storage levels mm-hmm. and stuff, right? So mm-hmm. it kind of feels like get the air. The touch bar is a dead end <laughs> technology, <laughs> you know. So you're 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 buying something that Apple's not going to invest anything in making it better from here on out in macOS, right? It'll support it for quite some time, but it's it's not going to get any better. Developers aren't going to put a lot of effort into it because it's not on any new machine. So I feel like you get the air, you get more bang for your buck, really. Get the M1 Air yeah. 
or you decide to step up to the the pro or max with the with the killer display even if you don't really need that processor you're getting that killer display right yeah yeah it's funny about the the pro that are doing pro now like it's, you're like you say odd man out like how long does it stay around and what is does apple just just goes away the next time the air is updated or yeah i think it does i think the air is going to get no slightly pricier uh and um and maybe even have a little bit of a processor choice maybe it, like it doesn't get maybe it gets an m2 and then like m2 pro option but not an m2 max or something who knows but i think it's going to get pricier it's going to get a better display and some other yeah. stuff and then you're going to have some gap and like we said before maybe the existing m1 air sticks around is sort of like the around. macbook se yeah. of sorts even if it has doesn't they don't name it that yeah i agree i mean your affordable option I think Apple needs something in that twelve to fifteen hundred dollar range that isn't just a super duper maxed out Air. So yeah, I agree with you. Like an M2 MacBook Air, the rumors that we see, mm-hmm. uh, colors and the, and, the, and maybe more ports and mini LED like that would fill that. And then the MacBook yep. Pro, the thirteen inch Pro, just goes away. Yep. Fourteen and, and six. And then they still have something that can start at nine ninety nine, maybe yeah, even eight ninety nine, and that's air, like yeah. the M one MacBook yeah. Air. It doesn't even get a processor bump. It gets yeah, a processor just, just bump like, every just, other year. It's like the iPhone twelve, you know. Yeah, uh, a price bump yeah. and it sticks around, and it's still probably one of the better selling Macs because it, it's a great oh, machine. Sure. Yeah, people are price sensitive for sure. So it's a pretty exciting time for people who are into using MacBooks. You got a good yeah. variety of choices out and there. And there's a lot on, on the horizon, as we were just saying. In 2022, you still got the big iMac, you got the MacBook Air uh, or MacBook, whatever they call that new machine. Yeah. 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 And, and the uh, actual redesigned Air, not just a new processor. Yeah, that, right. Yeah. Uh, and, updates and, to all the and Mac Pro, maybe. what are they going to do with that? Oh, that's so that's the big question. Yeah. If the yeah. if the M1 Max is a 57 billion transistor processor, there's no way they just scaled that up. For a Mac Pro, that's already ridiculously huge, expensive. The yields mm-hmm. have to be terrible. Like it's you don't you can't just double that and put it in a product. So they're going to do something interesting. They can put like two of those in a product with a, a super fast interconnect or some kind of thing. Like the, I don't know what they're going to do. It's going to be really really interesting to see. Yeah. How do they How do they make a Mac Pro with their own silicon? Yeah, and does it have a discrete graphics card or is it just have a super duper uh, system on I, chip? I, I mean, I honestly think the way to go for them is put two M1 Maxes in there, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. And and with a, with a fast interconnect and and some fancy automatic load balancing, you know, all that kind of stuff, because you don't want to go over the interconnect as much as possible. Now you've got basically just two separate GPUs, two separate yeah. banks of memory, 800 gigabytes a second of memory right, bandwidth. Right, right. Like it's crazy, <laughs> right? And is it is it modular? Because the RAM now is not no. on any of the machines, so it's no, just, no. It's a, so just like a like a mini tower. Yeah, it's not modular. Uh, oh, now now you get into the weird things like, but does it have PCIe slots for right. Right. other right. things? You know, uh, yeah, who knows? Yeah, I mean, they tried what? that. I didn't, well, they didn't try that, but you know, the trash can was met with much derision. Like yeah. they have to be careful here. They do. Uh, but on the other hand, the benefits, they didn't have right, the benefits true. that you get from an integration. Like the, 
one of the, the the reasons these are so fast is because the RAM is local. It's right there. The the SSDs are really really close to the processors. There's yep. the the speed at which you move data around between these things is just completely unprecedented. You can go look at things uh, like an Antex benchmarks, and and they have a cool article looking at the the M1 Pro and Max that just went up. And it's really technical and a lot of detail, but the bottom line is that there are other things that give you this performance, but at three to four times the power cost because it's separate RAM and separate SSDs and just architecturally different stuff. And yeah, it's going to be really fascinating to see what they can do with a pro. But I think, I think the complete expandability that they had in the, the latest Mac pro, I think, I think, that's gone. I don't think you're going to get that much. Yeah, I wonder if they keep that around just to to kind of placate those people that need it. Maybe with the newer Intel processor. Yeah. For another. Uh, yeah, I mean, I do think they do want to get completely rid of Intel, though. I like do too, but I also support it. But I don't yeah. think that they'll have new hardware. Yeah. Right. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. That's that Mac Pro. That's the most fascinating release of this transition. It is. Yeah. Even though none of us will be able to afford or need it, no, <laughs> still, no, no. Still, I still want to know all about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that does it for this episode of the Macro Podcast, episode seven hundred and sixty-six. Thanks to Jason Cross. Thank you. Thanks to Michael Simon. Thank you, sir. Thanks to you, the audience. Thank you for tuning in, and thanks to Declutter for sponsoring the podcast. You can subscribe to the Macro Podcast in the podcast app on Spotify or through any other podcast app. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com or contact us through Twitter, that's at Macworld, or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest in the world of Apple. See you next time.